Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the case of Carlos de Luna. However, before we get into that, Ryan, is there anything new going on with you? Oh, man, just out of the gate. I, I know, mean, I'm going right into it. I know you are. I mean, nothing nothing really really is new, I guess. No, I mean, you started working with me, which is fun. Yes. It we... feels very normal again. Right. And four years, back to a bit of normalcy. Right, because way back in the day, we used to work together. Right, we used to all the time, and then there was a break where we weren't working together anymore, and then, thing, you know, COVID, and life, and now we're back working together, and it, I kind of missed you today, being at work with me. Aww. I know, it sounds real sappy, but I just was like, I wanted to tell you something, and I was like, damn it, I'm gonna have to text him. <laughs> and then I got busy, and I forgot all about it, but I was just like, if he was here, he would have known about this. Yeah. Well, at least we do get to go back to working together tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, what, three days out of the week that we work together, and then the other two were on our own. Yeah, or or one of us has the day off, and the other one's working, yeah. Or, or, you like to text me on my day off, and be like, hey, this is going on, I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) That's always fun. Because yesterday, the whole area over by you, except for by some miracle other than by God, with without power, and you guys still had power. Yeah, I, I don't know what the reason was. Yeah, well, I also was... know that Mother Nature needs to get her head out of her ass, and the weather can go to nice instead of being shitty. Oh, that would be ideal. And then we have tulip time coming up. Right, yeah, that's the next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, so happy tulip time to all of you that are over here in Holland, because you know in the sound of my voice, it's not a happy, happy time. Uh, yeah, if you lived here... You'd understand. You, you, yeah, if you're familiar with it, you would understand how irritating it actually is. Right, for any of you that live over by anything that like has any type of tourist destination stuff, there's one week in Holland that it gets real bad, and that's tulip time. You can't get anywhere, you can't do anything, and people are just straight up mean. Yeah, yeah. I had someone actually in yesterday demanding, do you have shot glasses? I we need we need something with Holland shot glasses. Really? Yeah. And I was like, no, we don't sell shot glasses. Like, did, did this say a party store when you walked in? <laughs> right, no, right. No, we're not a party store. We don't have that. So then they left all unhappy. I was like, sorry. Right, I mean... I don't know what to tell you other than, no, we don't have shot glasses. <laughs> I, I don't even... Where would you get shot glasses? I'm sorry. Now we're going on to a thing. I, I don't know. Like at a party store or... or Do we sell uh, shot glasses in Holland? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, with all of that being said, you know who could probably use a shot after that long intro? Ooh, maybe some of our callers. Our callers. So we have Ashlyn M., Tylea B. And Justin C. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this without your help each and every week. All right, Ryan, let us get into this case. Alrighty, here we go. Again, a quick recap of how the episodes are going to go this season on Guilty or Innocent. Keith and I are going to give you some background and the facts of the case like we usually do, but the actual story of the case will be shorter than normal compared to our trial time portion. During that trial time portion... 
I will take the role of the, quote, prosecution and emphasize why Carlos is guilty, even if I truly agree or not. And Keith is going to take the role of the, quote, defense and shed some light on why Carlos is innocent, again. Even if I believe he is actually innocent or not. After all that, Ryan and myself will then play the role of the, quote, jury. And we'll give our thoughts and opinions on the case after hearing the details whether we believe Carlos is innocent or guilty. Then Ryan will tell us what actually happened and the outcome of his trial. With that being said, let's fire up that trusty time machine and head back to Corpus Christi, Texas on the evening of February 4th, 1983. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when you're dead. Cannot be responsible for any lost limbs. Here, we will meet our victim. She's 24-year-old gas station attendant, Wanda Lopez. She was working on the night like any other, or so she thought. Our alleged culprit, Carlos DeLuna, walked in with an 8-inch lock blade but- butch or buck knife at Butch. But that's all, folks. He walked in with an 8-inch lock blade buck knife and attempted to rob the gas station. Wanda was alarmed and called the police. While on the phone with the police, she was attacked. Now, can you imagine that? Hell no. We could provide that, but we did not want to, I guess, have our callers listen to someone actually being murdered on the phone. Right, no, I don't want people hearing that. That is pretty rough. We we heard it last night. Yeah. And you guys can look it up. It is public. You can look it up. But it's just not something that we here will put into the podcast. Right. Because it's it's a lot of screaming. Yeah, we generally have no problem doing 911 calls, but that's because it's doing a 911 call, not the actual... Murder happening. Murder happening. We're going to keep it classy. Stay classy. Classy around here. And, uh... We will probably never play you guys 911 calls where you are hearing somebody actually being murdered. It doesn't mean that you and I don't listen to them. We do. But uh, we wouldn't play those for everybody else because that's not everybody else's cup of tea. Right, right, right. So she was stabbed multiple times in the chest. Sadly, the police and ambulance didn't make it in time. Wanda's blood filled her lungs from the stab wounds and she would eventually die at the scene. After Carlos killed Wanda, he made a run for it. But he didn't get that far, though, and was eventually caught less than an hour after the murder and arrested. I mean, could you imagine being, you committed a crime and you're like, yes, I got away with it. <laughs> right. And like clockwork, knock, knock, knock. Here you are. I he- Like, where are you at? <laughs> yeah. So back in, you know, this is the early 80s. Right, it is the early 80s. And and maybe that is how it worked sometimes. I mean, you can just put yourself far away enough, and you're never thought of as a person well, of interest. Well, look, look at the Night Stalker. Yeah. For the longest time, that's how he got away with it. He would run, and they wouldn't be able to find him because there wasn't, for the few people that could describe him that had survived, there wasn't a good enough description of him because he just kind of looked like everybody else. Right, right. So, with that being said, let's head to trial time. Okay, so wait, before we start trial time, we need to apologize. We noticed that last week's episode, before, like, after we got done, like, with our intro stuff, there was, like, 
a 30 second gap? No, maybe it was like less a, than 30 seconds. You are being very over exaggerated. It was like a three to four seconds. Oh, okay. I thought, I don't know why I thought 30 seconds. In my mind, it was 30 seconds. But I think it's because. <laughs> yeah, it probably like, seemed like it lasted forever. Right. We just want to apologize about that. So when these get edited, we push everything together. But obviously, there was just a three second not push that didn't happen in it. And we don't want to go back and re push it together because it's it would mess things up with the, well, listenership number one and number two we don't know if it would screw up any of the rest of the audio that's happened because it's already put out there right so we tried to take our pieces and put humpty dumpty together again and he was just missing his belly button right he or an eyeball or an eyeball he was missing an eyeball okay ryan with that apology out of the way why don't you get us started into trial time Alrighty. so let's take a look at the evidence supporting carlos's guilt i'm 100 percent ready for this I gave oh, it, these I, are like paragraphs. You don't ever have paragraphs. I know. I gave us each three points. Oh, okay. Well, so are my paragraphs? Yeah. So oh, kind of okay. going I'm back to the normal, out. <laughs> Going back to the normalcy. Oh, you're not just going to go, <laughs> boom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could, but okay. I can't. Go ahead. All right. So let's start with number one. Besides being identified by two eyewitnesses, the obvious one I have to start with is the fact that Carlos de Luna ran. He heard the sirens, then booked it. Not only did he run, he attempted to hide. He hid under a truck where he was eventually found after the brutal attack. I mean, that does make you look real, real real guilty. I almost said innocent. That does not make you look innocent at all. It makes you look very guilty. It makes you look innocent when you hide from the police. Right. Don't don't hide from the police. I do want to chuckle at his attempt to hide, though. Why? It was just under a truck. Oh, yeah. You're never going to see me. If I can't see you, you can't see me. <laughs> right. Can, can you imagine if it was like a lifted truck? So I was like, oh, like 14 people can actually fit under there. But oh, you're my just God. Like, ha, he's, ha, just, ha, ha. he's just setting little like cross like right. crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Playing cards with somebody else. They'll never find me. Carlos, is that you? Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So point number two. During interrogation, after he was caught, Carlos's alibi was that he wasn't anywhere near the gas station. In fact, he would state that he was with his sister, Marianne. When the police tried to confirm his alibi, his sister said something along the lines of, No, Carlos wasn't not with me. I was busy with my baby shower party. Oh, see, like, that's one of those things that you maybe might want to check up with the person that you're going to use your alibi for. Right. Be like, were you busy with... Well, I mean, like, you're pregnant, so did you have a baby shower at all going on? I just need to double check. Or can you say, can you tell, if you could, if you get a call from the cops, can you just say I was with you? Right, just tell them I was with you. It's going to be okay. I promise you. It's going to be okay. No, I didn't murder anybody. It's going to be okay. Just tell them I was with you. Right, right. Not Nothing sus about that. Nothing sus. All right, and then my third and final point. He would then claim, after his first alibi was shit what (laughs) (laughs) he would then claim he was near the gas station but he didn't do it the guy who did do it his name is carlos hernandez oh so we're just my listen i understand my name is carlos but you just last names are wrong right 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 there can be multiple carloses but you need the right last name right However, when the police showed Carlos de Luna a lineup of about 10 to 12 different Carlos Hernandezes that were in the system, he wasn't able to identify who he claimed was the real murderer. You know, 
I'm sure there has to be more than like 10 to 12 different Carlos Hernandez's in the area. Why didn't we just pull them all? (laughs) Well, there was probably more in in the area itself. Right. But for the ones I that were see in that the twelve year old in there, we don't know if he did it. And trust me, on this podcast, we have found out you can't trust twelve year olds either. That that is true. They're crazy with knives. But for for the sake of this, they only had the mug shots of the Carlos Hernandez's that were in the system. Okay, I need to ask you this though before I give the point system. Do you feel like that's a little unfair to do? Here are the mug shots of each of these people because what if they're not updated? Yeah. And then tell me that this is the person that you believe, you know, can you tell me if this is the person or not? It It is. Uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But uh, at the same time, I feel rather he identified or didn't identify, it would have no weight. Right. As far as court. Got it would just hopefully give the police a better idea to give them another person to question. But you see what I'm saying, though. Absolutely. Like, where this, that could be kind of shitty, because people do look different over time, and you might have a mugshot from 10 years ago. Right. And now Carlos Hernandez has got a missing eye. Right. <laughs> I don't that know why I'm cat. on an eyeball thing, but... Right. Yeah. No, I, I I get what you're saying. You know, and so, no, he's not going to look like two-eyed Carlos Hernandez, because I've always known him as one-eyed Jack. <laughs> one-eyed Carlos. So, going back up to your top of your points, we I, I have to give you... I'm, I'm going to give you two points for that, because he, he ran. And then he hid. You're making yourself look very guilty by running and hiding. Right, because if you didn't do if anything... If you didn't do anything, why are you running and hiding? Exactly. And I understand, like, you know, he could have had... People are going to be like, well, what if you had warrants? Okay, well, if you have warrants... They may not be after you, and if they are, well, then must be it's time for you to do your your time. Right, because there's a warrant out for Right, it. because there's a warrant. <laughs> I'm going to give you another two points for his alibi. Don't lie. Like, when you know you're being interrogated for a murder, don't at that point then go, I'm just going to lie right out of my ass, because they're going to follow up on that. Right, they're not just going to be like, oh, okay, you're good. Right, and then to make it worse... He says, oh, I wasn't there, I was here, and then, oh, no, I was near the gas station, which we know you were near the gas station, dude, because we found you an hour later by the gas station. Right, right. You know, and so you're just kind of sinking your own ship at that point. I'm then going to give you another two points for him not being able to identify somebody. I understand, me and you talked about prior, like, yes, it could be really shitty, but you would at least think that he would have some really good descriptors of who this person was if you know their first and last name. Right, right. You know what they look like. You would certainly assume. You know, and I understand that face blindness is a thing, but you would have enough to be like, they're this tall, they're this old, they live over here. Right. You know, because you know them by their first and last name. You would know more about them than just, especially in the 80s, you know more than... For sure, for sure. So, you are walking away this time, sir, with a six out of six. Okay, side note. Where are you getting your two points from? Because they're so strong. Oh, they're so strong. They're so strong, I have to give two points to each. Doubling up. I do, because typically I would only give one point. You know, if it was just like, oh, this is solid, but it like could be very shaky. Right. These are so solid that I have to give two points to each of them. Like the prosecution is coming in with a very strong, solid case against this person. For sure. I'll take it. 
So that is six six massive points for prosecution. It is a hundred percent six massive points for you guys because you are coming, you are swinging hard, huzzah! And I feel like you're doing your due diligence on this to make sure that you're getting the right conviction. For sure, for sure. Okay. Now let's take a look at the evidence supporting his innocence. Just a reminder, my job is to cast doubt in just one person's mind or more to get a hung jury or better yet, an acquittal. Okay, so I am just going to start with the very obvious one on my side. Granted, it's 1983 and forensic evidence was nothing like it is today. It doesn't change the fact that there was no evidence linking Carlos to the crime. I feel like you get this one all the time. Every time, every single case, I get there's no actual evidence linking my person to the crime. You have a solid case here against somebody, but do you have the right person? Good question. Okay. Wanda was murdered with a knife, stabbed multiple times. The crime scene was a mess. Yet there was not blood on Carlos de Luna's body or clothes that matched Wanda's. That, that's uh, that's pretty good right there. I feel like that's a solid, solid amount. <laughs> Especially for only finding him an hour later and hiding underneath a car. Right, right, right. Because he's not going to take a little shower. <laughs> I'm going to run home real quick and then right. run back out. Right. And then run away. I will say that Carlos isn't a perfect person. He does have a rap sheet. But his rap sheet consisted of nothing but misdemeanors. A brutal knife attack and murder simply does not fit Carlos's M.O. as a career criminal. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, he was known for being a little Robbie now and then, but nothing of like, I want to stab you in the face. <laughs> All right, let's let's break it down. So I will like I want to, you know, give you give you two on for the first point or the no physical evidence evidence. Yeah, as you said, the forensic is not white. It is today. Right. I, I guess I got, I got to give you a point on that. Yeah. But I feel I can't give two because there had to have been something there or for some reason for them to actually believe it was Carlos de Luna. Right. So I'll give you one point. Okay. For your second point, we've covered cases where there's been stab wounds. Right. And it is the messiest thing in the world. Right. And they were just a few stab wounds. They weren't as many that happened to Wanda. Right. And there is just blood everywhere. And we looked at the crime scene photos. Oh, yeah, we did. And it's... You would think it's a red room. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why I didn't sleep as well last night. <laughs> I was kind of groggy this morning and a little out of it. So maybe that's why. So for me, that point is a home run. You would certainly imagine there would be at least a droplet. Oh, there would have been blood in his hair. There right. would have been no. blood all over his body, all over his clothes, in his shoes, on like in his socks. It would have been everywhere absolutely realistically it would have been everywhere but for just sake of argument you would certainly think you would find at least one drop right if not a fuck ton more right and they get nothing so i'll easily give you two points on that one Woo-hoo, walking away with two points on that one do, 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 do. <laughs> two points and as far as the third one goes this is one where i'm kind of like impartial mm, because just because a person's mo is usually this doesn't mean it can't change doesn't mean it can't change i mean does it Often, probably not, because their MO is like what they're used to. I mean, if anything, I feel like my third point, almost in a way, should be used for the prosecution. Mm. Because the prosecution could say very well, hey, 
he's not a perfect person. He already has a rap sheet. He's just switched his MO. And I know that they're using, like, I'm using it as my defense. But I could see this also being used for the prosecution. I mean, I could too. But at the same time, be like, that's saying, okay, I'm a person that smokes cigarettes. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm going to do black tar heroin. I mean, I would hope not. God. Well, that's what I'm saying. If oh, my MO is smoking cigarettes, and then all of a sudden I'm shooting up heroin? I thought you were saying you were done smoking cigarettes, and you were going to black tar heroin, and I was going to no, say, no, we no. need to have a talk after this. No, I was just using that as, as an example. You know, I've been a little out of it today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> because I'm sure our callers, and we aren't used to people being having a long rap sheet. We're not talking like a couple misdemeanors. We're talking about... Oh, no, about he had a lot going on for maybe him. Maybe like 20 or something. Right, I'm surprised he was even out. Right, right. The three-strike rule did not apply back then. His brother kind of talked about it a little bit and said, you know, my brother was just... He kind of ran with the wrong crowd, but he was never somebody to become violent. Right, he was in and out, in and out, a couple right. days here, a couple days there. Not, you know, so it's... I think he was, like, most known for stealing liquor. Yeah, he was a drunk. Yeah. So, I'm going to say I I can do one point on that. Because it can be, an MO can change. It's not likely, but it can. Can I kind of use that as another point, though? Is that he's a drunk. Or at least somebody that does drink a lot. Right. If he is somebody that's drinking a lot and there is this vicious attack, you would definitely, at that point, think that there would be, like, wounds on Carlos... And the blood at that point, because he probably is staying drunk more often than not. Right. And you'd certainly think that you'd be drunk for this. Right. For the attack. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but then if he's an angry drunk, if his rap sheet is mostly drinking related, he would have a lot more violent offenses. Rather right, than and he just, just always... doesn't. So that's why, I, yeah, I'll give you one point on that. Okay, so I got a whopping four points to your six. So that is prosecution winning. Yeah, prosecution always tries to win in this household, but I'm going to lay down the hammer. Hoo-wah. Okay, Ryan, so I have to ask you, where do you exactly stand when it comes to this case? Okay, so with this case, just as far as all the evidence goes, yes, it is very circumstantial. But I feel like all, all fingers really point to him. Yeah. So I think I would be voting more towards on the guilty side. Okay, so if you're on the jur- jury, you are, you might have some kind of doubt, but not enough to where you're like, there's unreasonable doubt in your mind. Right, right. Okay. So I, I have to say that I am also with you on this, that, you know, he could have taken a shower. He was missing for an hour. Right. I would, in the end, because there, I don't have enough, enough reasonable doubt to believe, because you really just slammed it home. Giggity. With your points, I would have to say, I'm sorry, Carlos, but you're guilty. Because there's not another person that's being presented to me as a better suspect. Right. And I know that's so shitty, but I have to keep myself in that 1989 mentality. 1983. Sorry, 1983. That mentality of, like, you don't really have another suspect for me, and so because you don't... And so much stuff could be easily applied and, you know... To you. Right. You know, and so now I'm just going to have to say, sorry, sir, you are guilty. So, with that being said, Ryan, what is the actual outcome of this case? All right. So, this jury, after four and a half hours of deliberation, found Carlos de Luna guilty, and he was sentenced to death. 
and he would be later executed on December 7th, 1989, via lethal injection. Yeah, okay, so we need to pause on the lethal injection thing, and we need to talk about this for a minute. Okay. So you and I watched the documentary about this. Yes, we did. And if the callers don't know, they inject you with three different things. Correct. The first one is to put you to sleep. And when they injected Carlos with it, he, from what Onlooker said, he lifted his head up because it didn't work. Correct. And then the next one that they use is one to paralyze your lungs. And he again started to like convulse in a way, and was, like, lifting his head up off the table because it wasn't working correctly. And the third one is to paralyze your heart and ultimately kill you. And you and I, I don't think, have ever talked much about the death penalty in here because sometimes I feel like, for me personally, I think sometimes it is very fitting. Other times I feel like it's not, and it always should be a case-by-case basis. Yeah, yeah. However, with that said, I, I truly stand by my idea that lethal injection is almost the most inhumane way to kill somebody if you're going to do it. I mean, I feel like there is really no humane way to no, kill anybody. No, there's not. I mean, I'm a firm believer in guillotine. I'm, I, yeah, honestly, that would probably be the best way. Because it would be so quick. But with <laughs> this is not the first person that I've ever heard of lethal injection going wrong right there was a case that i heard of a long time ago where when they injected the person it boiled him from the inside out and then he was found innocent like a year later you know and so i just i always what he probably had some uh allergic reaction yeah yep it's not like something you can just be like oh let's see if you're allergic to lethal injection real quick right (laughs) we'll restart your heart we promise (laughs) right for me i just wish that we had a better way of doing it if you're going to do it I'm not 100% for the death penalty, but I am not 100% against it either. <laughs> I mean, I get, does that make sense No, it makes sense. That makes sense. I hope that makes sense. I feel like such a wishy-washy bitch when I say that. <laughs> but there's just too many cases, I think, in my mind where uh, people are found innocent afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you have to be 100% correct in the person that you're going to kill. And I don't like that people can just run out of, like, appeals or, like, that time. Right, right. Because, you know, years down the road, you may find out, shit, that person was set up. Yeah, yeah. Back then, those mistakes were common. And they they still happen today, but thankfully, they're less... a lot less common nowadays due to the advancement of DNA technology and forensics. Right. Okay, and I asked you a question last night, and that was, if you are the person putting in the lethal, and we're going to ask the callers, I want to know your thoughts on this. If you are the one that is injecting somebody, and they, and ultimately they they die in the end from this, and then later on they are proven to be innocent, do you think that then the person that did the injection should be held accountable for killing an innocent person? That's a very good, interesting question. Or do executioners get immunity immunity like i feel so weird about that like we kill other people (laughs) because they've committed a murder but then haven't you essentially just committed a murder yeah yeah because you killed an innocent person exactly yeah (laughs) like it's such what is that thing called where it's like a weird like circle if you could save four innocent people but save a baby which one would you do and the baby is like mother Teresa or something yeah yeah yeah. i know i can't think of what they're called right now but 
That's kind of how that feels to me. <laughs> okay, Ryan. So do you have any updates for us on this case? Yeah, we do got some updates on this case. And I'm glad that you kind of were talking about the wrongful... Conviction. Yeah, and they turn out to be innocent. Yeah. Because remember earlier when Carlos de Luna mentioned a Carlos Hernandez? Right. The Carlos with the bad eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to remember him. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that Carlos Hernandez did actually exist. And he visually looks identical to Carlos de Luna. Oh, and when we say he looks identical, he 100% could have been Carlos de Luna's twin. Right, right. And in fact, in 2006, a Chicago Tribune article would identify five different people who say that Carlos Hernandez did admit to killing Wanda. Even further damning evidence, the murder weapon, that eight-inch lock blade buck knife that was left at the crime scene, is the exact same knife that Carlos Hernandez has had in his possession before on several different occasions when he was arrested. Right. Yeah, you know, it just goes back to my whole, did, you know, did they put an innocent person to death? Right, right. Which I, I guess I have to ask you, now that we're in this update, do you think that Carlos was innocent? Okay, well, since I know what's coming up in the next paragraph, I'm going to say 110% yes. Okay, that that's how I stand on this, is that yes, I do believe he was 110% innocent for the crimes that he was accused of. For sure. Carlos Hernandez's rap sheet was just as long as DeLuna's. However, his crimes were more serious. Two months before DeLuna was executed, Hernandez was sentenced to 10 years in prison for attempting to murder a different woman. Yeah. Right. Like, you talked about MOs on yours, about MOs not changing. Hernandez is fitting that MO of being somebody that is willing to attack a woman and kill her. With a, Yeah, right. With the knife. With a knife. Yep. Where DeLuna was never showing the signs of that. And I think I will always stand by people don't change their MOs. Right, right. It, you, there's something that traumatically has to happen to them that I think would cause them to change an MO. But if not, they're going to be that same person. Yeah, because it is programmed in their brain of like, that's what it is. That's what I do. Right. There is so much more pointing to Carlos Hernandez as a person who killed Wanda. Unfortunately, to this very day, there has still not been an official pardon for Carlos DeLuna, which is sad. Which is sad. It is. Texas, get your shit together. Oh, man. On more ways than one, get your (laughs) shit together. For all the weird shit going on in Texas. I understand that your governor is too worried about vacationing when the rest of you are freezing to death. Right, right. But maybe your criminal justice system could look at some shit that you've done wrong. Right. And and honestly, I don't know if he'll ever get an official pardon because they they consider this case closed. And since Carlos Hernandez has also died. Right. Um, is, there, is it worth spending the taxpayer dollars to reopen, reinvestigate, retry for two dead people? Can I just say it? Sure. It. Okay. You know why they're not going to? Why is that? Because he's a Mexican-American. If he was a white man or woman, they would open that shit right back up and be like, pardon, pardon, pardon. Everybody gets a fucking pardon like I'm goddamn Oprah. I mean, yeah, that's possible. But I'm sure a majority of that population is of Hispanic descent. I'm sure they are. But I feel like there's also very racist white men that work in that government system down there that don't want Hispanic people of any kind of nature (laughs) 
to even be there. So For sure, for sure. So there you have it, callers. That is episode nine. We only got one more to go, and then we're going on to season seven. I'm so excited for season seven. So, so excited. So excited. But you'll hear more about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to tune in if you want to hear more. So, like always, we always tell you guys that you are always in charge of your own mental health. So if you or anybody that you know is suffering from a mental health issue or suicidal thoughts, please call 988, where a trained professional is standing by to help you. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That's all, folks. Right. To our podcast, wherever you listen. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials, facebook.com slash callusdead. Follow us on TikTok at callusonedead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, Jakaris the Cat, Emma and Regina the Sugar Gliders, and of course, our Lola Pooch, our little pooches, Lola and Bailey. I just said our Lola Pooches. Our Lola Pooches. Our Lola Pooches. Or email us at callusdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout-out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and in case you forget, you can always call call us when when you're dead. dead.